And as promised, we are very pleased to be joined by Northfield City Councilor and just all-around good dude, Davin Sokup. <laughs> How you doing? Good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome. I, I've been telling folks all morning long that your day job is uh, you're a Senate staffer uh, in, in the Minnesota Senate, and you sort of, I mean, essentially run the, the, the Senate Housing Committee. Yeah. In a... Yeah, so I work for Senator Port, who's the chair of the Housing Committee in the mm-hmm. Senate. And so I do all things Housing Committee related, whether it's getting ready for committee or helping working on bills that we're going to be hearing. Um, we're in our interim uh, phase right now, so we're out of session. So this interim, uh, our main priority was to not only prepare for next session, but to go on a couple of statewide housing tours. So we just wrapped those up a couple of weeks ago and they were really amazing. Really? Yeah. So, so where, 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 where did you go and what did you see? Um, so Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, Yeah, we can do that. Um, uh, so in, in late June, we went to Northern Minnesota. Um, and then in late September, we went, uh, all throughout Southern Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't stop in Northfield, but, um, we we stopped in uh, Rochester, Casson, um, Worthington, Wyndham, St. Peter, and Faribault. So uh, basically, just met with uh, city officials, community members, um, nonprofit representatives, talk about what they're seeing in their cities mm-hmm. um, with the housing crisis and what their needs are to kind of better prepare. Um, legislators to to talk about it once we get back to session and hopefully find some solutions that work for folks all across the state. Right, right. Um, okay, so we're just talking off air a little bit that there's you're, you're seeing a lot of overlap between cities and what they what they need, especially in um, workforce housing. Mm-hmm. Correct. What um, talk to me a little bit about that and and and, and what. Wh- as as both as from you know from the Senate point of view, but maybe also as a, a city councilor, sure. Um, because it's something that Northfield is, is is dealing with. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's the reason I ran for the city council seat was because of housing. Um, obviously, I've, that's what I do for my day job right now. But mm-hmm. it it just living here throughout my life and seeing uh, what what issues we're facing here. Um, you know, we're not unique right. all across southern minnesota and northern minnesota as well um there's a huge shortage shortage of housing in general um due to the costs of labor and ha- and um supplies yep. um and a lot of you know many many forces at hand it's not just one reason um but uh kind of that missing middle as it's referred to this housing that exists not the not deeply affordable housing which is super important yes it is is often tied to income and not single family homes that are going on the market now for well over four hundred five hundred thousand dollars but everything in between that is really you know unavailable basically um and we know that most people fit into that category when they're looking for housing um, they probably won't qualify for income-based housing, and they probably can't afford a $400,000 house. So we're seeing across the state some some cities uh, deal with that in really innovative ways and find ways to incentivize development that 
that really caters to what is referred to as workforce housing, but mm-hmm. ultimately mm-hmm. it's housing that people in your city can afford to live in. Um, so workforce housing is kind of a blanket term that's given, um, but really it's that housing that that can fall anywhere between one hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand um, dollars, and it, it's just not seen as much these days. Yeah, now you're speaking my language. That, 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 that's that's something I can afford. You know? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, yeah. right. You and most everyone else. I think yeah. everybody. I mean, I I just saw a, um, a headline, and I don't, I didn't drill down too much on it, but something like ninety nine percent of all American workers cannot afford housing the way it stands right now. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, have you seen a stat like that? I haven't seen that, but I, I, that's not surprising to me. I, uh, you know, we measure housing as it's supposed to be less than a third of your income. And that's just not the case for most yeah. people Even rice County. Um, you know, Minnesota housing partnership just came out with their housing analysis recently of each County in Minnesota. And mm-hmm. we see that in rice County as well. It's just not, it's not where, uh, you typically want to see that, that monthly cost come in, um, in order to live in a place like Northfield has mm-hmm. only gone up and up and up. Yeah, it, it actually makes me a little nervous for this town that, uh, that we're going to maybe lose some of the character because I, you know, I, 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 I think I, I, I've been candid with you before about things like the, uh, the property tax levy, but I get nervous that, uh, um, People are going to get priced out of uh, out of the market here in in, in this town, and, and we lose something when that happens. And part of the part of the larger problem is that the costs of everything are going up. So uh, you know when we're talking about the property tax levy, it's we're balancing that with a conversation around the cost of housing, the cost of healthcare, the cost yeah. of groceries, everyday yeah. needs. Every we're seeing everything go up, and and so. When we're also seeing a huge increase in the cost of housing, it's kind of this, you know, terrible timing and right. and perfect storm of, of yeah, exactly. Thinking about how do we make sure the people who live here can stay here um, if they want to stay, right? right. Um, and you know that we aren't unique in the state, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, if, the, if other cities were had the kind of silver bullet answer, it would be great to kind of just right. replicate that here. And right. and some cities are doing, you know, it's usually a layering of things to kind of fix a little bit of the problem a little bit at a time. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we can mirror some of that. And we have, um, but hopefully we can, my, my goal in, in a council from a council's perspective specifically is to make that more of a priority. Right. Right. Do you serve, I, 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 I forgive me cause I don't know. Do you serve on the HRA? I the, don't. The I, housing and redevelopment. I'm planning? on the, um, I am the liaison for the planning commission. Oh, okay. Counselor Zucalato is on the right, HRA. Right. Yep. Right. Good hands there. Yeah. Um, so is there, is there a specific, something specific you would like to see the city do or move toward that, that, uh, we haven't, uh, looked at yet. Yeah. Um, so I'll just say that there, what's exciting about the housing world is that you can do many things at once Yeah. (laughs) if if you're committed to doing so. And so I, again, I don't think that there is a silver bullet, but I do think there are different ways of developing 
that the city hasn't tried before and that it, and that we're looking at now that are exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, just the advances in technology um, of building, it's, there's just leaps and bounds that have been made with manufactured and modular housing, with panelized um, building. So you're, you know, you're building a uh, standard stick built home, mm-hmm. but the walls and windows and side, like everything is built in a factory oh. per panel wow. and they basically bring it in and snap it together. Um, and it, and it's tends to be, um, a lot more energy efficient. Okay. It also goes up way quicker yeah. so you can build more homes, uh, faster um, which brings the cost down. Sure. So, and then there's land trust models. There's a lot of different tools, um, but they require a lot of work and a commitment to try something very different. Yeah. Um, and to work with the community to say, we're not going to have a product on the market that people here can afford unless we do something different. Right. Um, so, you know, that's what I'm really interested in having a diverse housing market is really important. And right now it's close to impossible with the traditional forms of housing that we have. Um, so just really focusing on what are those innovative ways and also how can we partner with, with the state, with the federal government in, in order to make this happen? Because what we don't want is to, develop and develop and develop and keep asking right. the already cost burdened people <laughs> in Northfield to right. keep paying for it, especially if it's not in that, um, you know, quote unquote affordable price point. Right. And there are plenty of programs with the state and with the feds that we can, uh, we can be looking for or for where, where we can go look for help. Right. Yeah. 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 Especially in the last, the last budget cycle. Sure. Yeah. Great. Okay. Councilor Sokup, I hate to cut this short because these conversations are always great, and you're such a great guest. Uh, I want to bring you back and have you talk to Jeff (laughs) (laughs) uh, in in the near future so we can keep this conversation rolling. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm I'm always ready to talk about housing anytime. Fantastic. Thanks, Devin. I appreciate it. Okay.